Thank you for downloading the Walking On Air podcast. Before I begin, I would like to thank the three fantastic sponsors of this podcast. Where are you going on holiday this year? Will you be exploring the mysterious moorlands of Dartmoor or the lovely lakes of the Lake District? Perhaps you would like an adventure in Andalusia or an autumnal wine walk in Sicily or Spain. Do you want to return to the roots of Nordic walking and have a go at cross-country skiing in Norway? Or are you looking for a challenge walk somewhere further afield in Africa, India or Canada? You can find holidays to all these incredible destinations and many more at walkingwomen.com. Local women guides provide in-depth knowledge of each area and will encourage you to walk a little longer and walk a little higher. Use the discount code WOA23 to get a £50 discount off your next walking holiday. Walking women take care of the organisation so you can take care of yourself. The next sponsor is the go-to supplier of brilliant Nordic walking poles. Nordicwalk.store is the leading independent online retailer of quality Nordic walking poles in the UK. Always warm and friendly, I can vouch for the fact that you will get excellent customer service in their capable hands. Nordicwalk.store will deliver Lecky and XL poles the next day anywhere in the UK and if you need advice about which pole is right for you, then contact Paula, who is always happy to help answer your questions. And finally, have you ever considered turning an activity you love into your actual job? If you enjoy being outdoors, meeting new people and staying fit, why not train to become an instructor yourself? British Nordic Walking offers internationally recognised high-quality instructor courses and provides amazing ongoing support for its instructor network. If this sounds tempting, then you can book an instructor training course with a £25 discount if you visit www.britishnordicwalking.org.uk, click on the Train With Us tab and book using the discount code WALKING23. I trained with British Nordic Walking back in 2014 and it provided me with all the information I needed to start teaching and gave me the confidence to set up as an instructor on my own. As a British Nordic Walking instructor, you too will benefit from ongoing support from the community and CPD opportunities to enhance your own knowledge. Further details, discount codes and links to the sponsors' websites can be found in the show notes. Hello and welcome to Walking On Air, the podcast for the whole Nordic walking community, from beginner to instructor, wherever you are in the world. I'm Mary Tweed, an instructor with British Nordic Walking, and each week I will be discussing various topics with Nordic walkers who are experts in their own particular fields, covering a diverse range of topics about ways in which Nordic walking benefits health and well-being. If you find this podcast beneficial, then I would be extremely grateful if you would consider occasionally making a small donation, just the price of a cup of coffee, by clicking on the Buy Me A Coffee link in the show notes. This helps cover the cost of producing these podcasts. Today I'm talking to Alison Clark from Nottingham. After a career in nursing, Alison qualified as a Nordic walking instructor in August 2017 and works as a volunteer instructor with British Nordic Walking. 
Projects have introduced her to the needs of a range of people who might feel challenged by a fast-paced walk in a group of people they perceive as fitter than themselves. She realised that many people find the idea of a workout walk too daunting and intimidating. Her experience of walking with people with a range of health conditions helped her identify the need for someone to offer a Nordic walk which takes things at a slower pace. Welcome to Walking On Air, Alison Clark. Thank you very much for joining us today. Hello, Mary. It's lovely to be here. Um, I'd like to start, first of all, if by asking you to tell us what your history of exercise was. Well, I would say that probably my only exercise was I enjoyed swimming and I would go out for a walk, but not for anything too strenuous. So I would say my history of exercise is very low if you wanted to look at it on a gradient. <laughs> so how did you discover Nordic walking in that case? Well, I was doing some research, research participant on people who were pre-diabetic and it involved fitness and a certain eating plan. And I managed to lose two and a half stone and then I was retiring and I, I'd met an old friend and said, I want to keep up the fitness, but I'm definitely not a gym buddy. It doesn't ring my bells at all. Um, she says, why don't you try Nordic walking? And the next minute I was having a lesson with one of the instructors and four weeks later I was on the instructor's course. I took to it like a duck to water. I couldn't believe <laughs> it. It was magic. That is magic. I love that. And so what benefits did you experience from Nordic walking? I think I found I could get a little bit fitter or at least maintain my fitness um, I was a bit scared of joining a walk because I thought I would hold people up because I wasn't brilliantly fast. But the instructor was so easy to work with, really. And it was just I think it was just pleasure. I was out in the any weather, actually, and just enjoyed being out and about and the whole motion of Nordic walking. It just is so rhythmical. You can lose yourself in it. And so obviously you decided quite early on to become an instructor. What, what was it that prompted you to do that? I think because I'd been talking to the person teaching me and I said, well, I could use my skills because I was a teacher as well as a nurse. And I wanted to do something as a sort of extra career development or just to keep myself busy because I wasn't sure what I was going to do with my retirement, really. So we're talking today about different paces of classes. Mm. Could you tell me why this is a topic that is important to you? Well, for me, I was, I'm still overweight and I still, compared to a lot of my friends who I walk with now, I'm still slow. But when I started Nordic walking and I joined my first group walk, I was really conscious of always being at the back and it worried me. But what I used to do was just take a shortcut. I used to see where they were heading and take a shortcut across the field or across the park. And um, sometimes when they were doing exercises or games and things, I used to just stand with the instructor because the sweat used to be just pouring off me. It showed me my level of fitness, even though I thought it had improved with the research project, wasn't as good as the people I was walking with. But nobody minded. People waited and it just brought me on, really. I just I just loved it. So would you say your fitness has improved since you qualified as an instructor? I would say it stayed steady. I was doing 10 to 15,000 steps a day through COVID, partly on a diabetes challenge, which was um, 
a million steps in three months, something like that. And if I hadn't recently hurt my knee, I would probably still maintain that level of fitness. And I've now got myself back up to about a 50 minute walk at a reasonable speed. I was actually, my friend was actually panting alongside me the other day. She went, oh, you've changed. And a year ago, I was struggling behind her. So I would say it's maintained my fitness and I feel good. You know, it's maintained my, I feel I've slimmed down, even though I haven't actually lost weight. So I feel, it just makes me feel good. That's the most important thing of all, I think. Alison, how did you as a slower walker feel about joining a mixed ability group? And what did you learn from it? I think I was worried that I wouldn't be able to keep up, which I couldn't. I did learn that the group would wait. I still felt guilty for keeping them waiting. But what I found was the instructor would do things with them while I was catching up. So like they play games or do some balance exercises. But I did feel very daunted. Mixed, mixed ability and mixed ages as well. And even more daunted when there were people older than me and fitter than me, like in their 80s. So what can we as instructors do to make our groups more inclusive for a range of fitness abilities? I think it's the way you offer the walk and the way you describe it. And it's very hard, this one, because I've had, had the same issue trying to think it through myself with trying to design posters I think it's about whether the walk will offer you what you want it to in terms of ability and I, I'm still stuck a bit with how to describe that I call mine an amble at a pace that suits everyone and then I manage the group by giving people who are fitter or faster things to do while I'm walking or teaching somebody else and the other thing I do is also some well for most of the walks I have a helper because if I'm dealing with a, someone who's perhaps slow or having an issue or freezing because of Parkinson's or getting a bit breathless, I can stop and manage the issue and they can carry on walking with the person. And so they'll tell me where they're going so I know what to do with them. But I, I think that is a really difficult question, how to advertise something that would suit anybody's abilities. And I think possibly it may be that you have to have a range of walks that you can offer. Now, we instructors have a couple of popular sayings that we turn out on a regular basis. Firstly, you will be familiar with turn your walk into a workout. Do you think that this is a helpful phrase? No, not for not for a lot of people. I mean, for a start, it would put me off straight away. I go out for a walk because I want to be outside. I want to be looking at plants and people and the scenery I don't want to do a workout. That's not my goal. You know, I want to stay fit. And if I can get a bit fitter, that's fine. But that would put me off straight away. And in fact, one of my clients actually said to me, she waited for me to be free so she could go out walking because I talked about graduated walks at the pace of the person that could do it, not as a walk as getting fit because she knew she couldn't do that kind of walk. Another phrase that is quite often used is if you can walk, you can Nordic walk. Do you think that meets your needs better? Well, I used to use it. And then this weekend, I took a very old friend out walking who's not very fit at all and struggling with her knees. And um, her words to me was, I came not to enjoy this. I came not to like it. It was like she felt forced to come out because her friend, one of our other friends, said, oh, go on, give it a go. 
And at the end of it, she said she was tired, but she loved it. She hadn't expected to like it at all. And I think a lot of people, if they're, they've got particularly health problems or they think they're too old to do this and they, they sort of label themselves as not being able to do something because they see people out in Lycra, belting around the parks, um, puffing and panting, and it puts them off. And I was quite, quite surprised when she said she'd come not expecting to enjoy it, not expecting to like it. So do you think there's a better term that we could use to encourage those people who are at the slower paced end of Nordic walking to describe that category? I think now I've I've put on my profile um, that I offer graduated walks. It's about fresh air. It's about meeting people. It's about having a bit of fun and a laugh. And it's not the distance that matters. And I also plan my walk so I know where the seats are. So I know if I need to stop for someone, I can stop. I know the routes, though, if I can send people who are a bit faster to sort of do a circuit while I'm walking with someone slower. And all the group know we go at the slowest person's pace and are happy with that. And I think that's reassuring because people aren't so frightened. Yeah. And what benefits can people gain who prefer a more gentle pace? What do they get from Nordic walking? Well, I asked the group on Friday morning and they said for them it was the social element. It was meeting people. It was chatting. Even though we say we'll keep everything confidential, by the end of the first two or three walks, everybody knows everybody's history, likes, dislikes. And they just they just form a nice social group. So are you you able to share any case studies of people who you've worked with who have improved their quality of life through Nordic walking? Yeah, my very first case study, I decided to extend my Nordic walking instructor's course by doing a health and fitness course, working with people over 70 and who had medical conditions. And my first client was a lady with Parkinson's and she was very slow, a bit shuffly, very stooped and not very confident, a big fear of falling. And that's one of the things I've found with a lot of people is that they have a fear of falling for one reason or another related to their medical condition. And I think probably a year later, her daughter came over from Canada or Texas, I think it was, because I've got a couple of clients with um, children abroad. And her daughter said she couldn't believe the improvement in her mum's stamina and her ability to walk because she took her on holiday and was amazed by her stamina. And so that had been improved just through you teaching her Nordic walking? Yeah, I think it was a confidence thing. The poles obviously help with balance, give you a four legs instead of two. You're always on three because of poles touching the ground. And she just loved it. It just gave her confidence to walk. So do you have a message you would like to get out there to other slower walkers who might be nervous about taking up Nordic walking or about joining a group? I think I'd say don't be shy get out there and have a laugh and a bit of fun do what you can um, and just be upfront about what you think is realistic for you and not and give it a go fantastic so what is your favorite inwa technique point and why i think i work a lot with on people's shoulder movement because i find with people sitting a lot carrying bags a lot of people don't swing their arms when they walk. 
Um, so I tend to use the um, one where we, in the inward book, it gets people standing behind someone to actually swing the pole. So they're standing almost one person behind the other and the other sort of pulling their arms. But I found people don't like that. So it's better to do it face to face, a bit like a seesaw. And people like that more and it just helps loosen their shoulders up. So that's probably my favourite one that I do with people. Finally, this podcast is called Walking On Air. What is your top tip for walking on air? My top tip for walking on air? I would say it's, I was going to say it's a breeze, but that's how it feels to me. It's once you've learned the technique, it's just like having an amble in the countryside and it's so automatic. You don't even realise you're using the poles once you've got a hang on the technique. And also, for a lot of people, they don't learn the full technique, but that doesn't really matter as long as they're out feeling the sunshine and having a laugh and a walk. Perfect. Alison, thank you so, so much for coming along today and sharing your thoughts with us. You've been a great guest, so thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. I hope that you have enjoyed Walking On Air, and if so, then I would be extremely grateful if you could spare 30 seconds to like and review this podcast on the platform that you listen on, and hit the subscribe button, particularly if you listen on Apple. It will help spread the word about Nordic Walking and about this podcast. If you have any feedback, suggestions of a topic, or a story that you want to share on this podcast, please get in touch by emailing hello at walkingonairpodcast.co.uk. You can also follow the show on social media. On Facebook, it is simply Walking On Air. And on Instagram, the handle is walking underscore on underscore air underscore podcast. Have a great week and happy Nordic walking. And finally, before I go, I would just like to thank this episode's sponsors, British Nordic Walking, NordicWalk.store and Walking Women. Their support enables our community to share knowledge and learn together.